All subject matter of the preceding podcast is entirely alleged and not admissible in a court of law. A recklessly minimal effort has been taken to change the names and details of any guilty parties. And just in case you rat bastards get any ideas, the hosts of this podcast are notorious and well-documented liars with no legally admissible credibility. This is Mama C, and you're listening to Notes from the Pin Podcast. Welcome to prison, bitch. And greetings from the prison industrial complex. This is... Freddie Schnurzarella, and you're listening to the Notes from the Pen podcast. Of course, I have with me in the boat wake behind me one Bobby C. What's up, China? What's happening? The the, uh, the degenerate guru, or uh, I've been coming up with other monikers for myself. To uh, the foul mouth guru, uh, the self final What's up? <laughs> I'm good. It's freezing out here. I'm dressed like a kid from uh, a Christmas story. And I'm ready to go. It's uh, it's lovely weather down in Florida. I don't want to rub that in your face because for some folks, weather does affect your overall mood, and I get that. And for you know what, for it being sunny down here, I still get like depressed days and shit like that. So maybe maybe uh, we lean too much into that. But me and you were just talking about how when it's gray out all the f- f in time, it does kind of weigh on you. Oh man, seasonal depression is real, and I didn't. You know, maybe I didn't notice because there is there's one season in Florida and uh, up here. I thought it was the cold, but I realized the other day, oh, it's not the cold; it's the sun. It's the sun when there's no sun. Huh? So, but I'm out here. We're doing good. I'm feeling better than I have for a while, so I'm all right. I wonder if what? the sun has something to do with your mood. If that has something to do with vitamin D, or if that has something to do with. Uh, I don't know. No, I don't think so. I think it's deeper than that. I mean, that might be, but you can take vitamins and get your supplements of, you know, vitamin D for what you need. You know what I mean? And it's still a bummer. Right. At some point, maybe I should look into it and see if, like, suicides are up in the wintertime. I mean, naturally, we would think that, yes, that must be the the case. But I'm only speculating. Caught my case in November. Oh, probably wasn't very sunny out. Perfect example. No. I'm blaming the sun on this whole tragedy. This, you know what? I'm just blaming the Michigan s- sky. It's a fact. God damn you, Michigan sky. All right, so uh, what's going on for today? You want to tell the viewers of what we're doing through grid, gridded teeth today? Yeah, today on Prison Morning Radio with Bobby and Freddie. <laughs> We're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna take some listener questions, and we also have to uh, broach a subject that's a little bit uncomfortable for me. So l- let's take a listener question before we do that. Just uh, or a viewer question, just so we can, uh, you know, so I can get into the flow of this, and I can. Wow. Well, I, I just. Wow. This is okay. All right. So uh, I mean, we're, we're we're gonna walk you through this. It's gonna be okay, and if you need us to ease into it. And we're all here for you. Let's go. Your question. So RTS, who is at Movie Minions, he wants to know. By the way, what's up, RTS? He wants to know if you, when you get out, like how big of a priority are you ever? Is it a desire for you? Do you want to visit the Korean Peninsula? You know, like connect with a culture that you've never really got to connect with. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I was actually just thinking about this um, during count time. Uh, my mom sent me, oh, Mama C, St. Producer, sent me this little uh, article of, I guess, a Korean congressman like cleaning up the rotunda or the Capitol building after all the stuff happened. And, uh, like, just a, <laughs> just a, like, a flippant thought went through my head. It was like, I wonder if it's like a cultural thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he was the only one that stuck around and, like, cleaned up. He filled up, like, a dozen trash bags and just stayed there. And in the picture, he's, like, on his knees, like, picking some stuff up. And I was, like, I'd like to have more observational experience of uh, my, the the Korean half of uh, who I am. And just to see, just to go, oh, I do that, too. Or I wonder if that's where, because there's a lot of, me and my mom are similar in in all the ways I'm good. But then there's things that are completely different that I don't know if it's, it's just the way it turned out or if it's genetic and the 
way Pops is. And, you know, she has a tough time telling me what he's like and or what he was like. And so, yeah, I have a bunch of questions. I'd love to go to South Korea. There was when I came to quarantine, there was a, a full, a full breed, full Korean who, a lot, like a lot of full Asians think I'm Hispanic <laughs> for that reason. And, uh, he was like, uh, I got to talking to him and he's like, he said it inappropriately because English isn't his first language. He was like, Oh, you're very good looking. You're cute. And I'm like, well, okay, well, what? My, the, my up, friend, right? I was with, we don't talk like that. Yeah, you're sus. Who Kate was like, "What's up with this?" And I, but I was like, "He's settled down. He's, he doesn't really speak English." And what he was saying is, he said, "You're tall, you're mixed, and you're—I don't know—you have like rounder eyes." Is literally like what he was saying. He said, "You would be like a famous person over there," which I don't know how true that is. But what I think he mean, meant was that like, you'd be real popular over there because you'd stand out, but you also wouldn't be like completely like, "Who is this guy?" You'd have a little cut on you, and and I and you know playing to my ego is like a real guaranteed way to get me invested. <laughs> so I was like, "Yep, I gotta go there." So uh, yeah, I definitely want to check that out at some point. I want to learn more. I, I really uh, want to learn more about Korean history. Actually, um, there was also a full Korean guy named Yun. I don't know if we talked about this on the on the show. Well, at Ken Ross, he's been doing like thirty seven years. Like someone like raped his sister, did something to his sister, and he killed the guy. And uh, he tells me, we don't like Japanese people. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't really either, but I didn't, like, superficially to be funny, I'm like, I don't like Japanese. But that's like a thing, I guess. It's like a trope. And I was like, why? And he's like, well, because, this is how he described me. He said, they're like the Germans of Asia. <laughs> and it, that makes They're like... WW2 reference? They're, they're like militant. Um, they think they're better than other Asians. The other Asians, what he said. And I was asking about other ones. He's like, no, no, no. The Chinese, we're all cool with the Chinese and, and the Thai. And the, we just... And they were conquering. You know, they were an empire. They conquered Korea, parts of China. You know what I mean? They were they were oh, constantly course, conquering. Course. Yeah, so... Uh, and then there's that history of like, well, they raped and like murdered a bunch of people and blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, oh, okay. I wonder if that's genetic, my uh, slight natural inclination to be like, I don't like jazz. That's not why. You just like to take shots that are free shots. Like, I, I want to know, why we, why would we take a shot at poor Germany? What Like, how many, there's tons of countries that are imperialistic, and we're just going to be like, oh, yeah, we're like the, you know, us Koreans are like Germany. But, well, Japanese. But, I mean, oh, you're right. I mean, you're not going to have to stretch your mind too far to understand why for the availability bias, right? I mean, <laughs> World War II was the last major conflict, and they were the orchestrators of it. I don't think we have to really guess why. That would be a, a usable reference. No, you're right. We don't have to uh, beat that drum too hard to figure it out. I'll work on so, it. So, uh, Okay, so we started with a viewer question, which is actually a decent question, I guess more oriented towards me. Why don't viewers <laughs> ask you questions? Uh, I don't get very many viewer questions. I'm an open book, Bobby. I, people people hear you? my docent sounds, and they're just like, I can vibe with this dude. And just what you see is what you get. Yeah, uh, there's no layers, nothing. Yeah, yeah. Whatever you okay. hear is what you get, right. or an RKC. All right. Okay, so now like that you're done with your your little awkward introduction to a to a girl at the bar, let's approach the subject you really approached her in the first place for. All right, or do you need another one? Do you need to order another drink and and stammer over what what where you're from and where she's from and shit or, or what? <laughs> hey, I got I got some good weed out in the truck. <laughs> <laughs> you here with anybody? Oh, cool. That's cool. That's cool. Yo, so you want me to introduce this? All right. Well, so this is a little bit. Well, difficult. yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bail you out of it. I'm. You think I'm gonna step in and uh, help a wingman you with this girl? No. <laughs> you work through this. Let's go. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I thought you were here for. But yeah, okay, bud. I'll. I'll take. Uh, I'll take over. Uh, so, viewers, 
we've we've come to a bit of a crossroads, and I don't really think it's. I guess I think it's a bigger deal than Bobby does, but Bobby wants to, and I think we should do it as well. Although I had to be convinced. Uh, well, I'm on board now. I'm on board now, but I wasn't at first. Put it, put it on me. I don't give a fuck. Put it all on me. But I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, I have. It's it's going to be natural to understand. Bobby thinks that we should monetize the podcast, which I reject because I don't want a sponsor or anybody telling us what we're going to do or how we're going to do it or we say the F word too much or we're not supposed to talk about, I don't know, prison rape or some, some of the more delicate topics that we talk about. But I did get I did get my arm twisted, and he didn't have to twist that hard. Once, once he laid it out for me, it was uh, a no-brainer. And so it's very possible in the future you may have to listen to a small ad in the beginning or the end of the show. And, yeah, I, I think that'll be okay. I, I, Slow down. Slow down. So now I'm going to step in and wing in. He's a good guy. Oh, Let me just say that. He, he's, a, he's a good guy. He means well. I don't know why his face is twitching like that. Doesn't normally happen. Let me just step in here. First of all, viewers, this is a, this is a collaborative experience. right? Um, obviously, before making any decisions, we come to the board. And you guys are all part of the board. You're not really controlling members of the board. But... Uh, we're going to, you know, defer to you in some way and at least give you a heads up and let you know what's going on. First of all, let's establish this. We are so, I guess, apparently inherently self-destructive that we are just have a, the most gloriously natural penchant for, for being unable to self-promote, right? What are we, like 60 episodes in? Have we ever mentioned either of our, either of our Twitters? Like on the actual You have one minute remaining. Like maybe, on the actual show. Maybe yours made it on there once on the show. Maybe mine once on the show. Maybe, yeah. yeah I think so. Yeah. So one for 60, just mentioning a social media platform that's actually there so we can interact with the viewers. Like even that's too much for, for all the old dynamic duo, right? So... I think it's a good cutoff one. I'm going to get cut. Otherwise, I'll get cut off in a minute. I mean, give me a second. I'll hit you back. All right. And this will give me a good opportunity to plug my uh, OnlyFans. Thank you for using GTL. All right. And we got him back. All right. So, um, so at some point along the way, with our lack of promotion, and the fact that our numbers have just been really going up a lot lately is really a credit to a couple things. Our viewers and our grassroots style stuff, um, being on Stan Hope podcast and that, and that, and the, and Mama C and, and, you know, people doing their thing a lot to you guys. Um, shout but at some Bisbee. point, thanks big on Bisbee. Shout out Bisbee. Would do anything for those guys. Love. Um, at some point I had Mama C start a Venmo, right? Now, We've, we've, we haven't promoted that. It's been months that we've had it. And some of you have found it through like links maybe on Twitter or on the website that's for Mama C. Let's just establish this real quick too. I can have nothing in here, right? I can't publish my books that I've written in here. I can't do anything that will benefit me financially in here without the NDFC taking it to charge me rent for each year up to $40,000 a year, right? So as I speak, none of this is mine. My eyes twitching. One eye twitching. Hold on. Okay. You guys got me. None of this is mine, but we set up a Venmo, right? Now, we don't promote it. Now, I know I haven't been against promoting it, but especially because the only thing that's made me reticent is the whole coronavirus and everyone's out of work. A lot of people are out of work and stuff. And I don't want to be like, hey, hey, I know you guys are about to get evicted from your house. Drop me a couple ducats if you get a chance. You know what I mean? So that's been the main thing that holds me back because I, you know, this just is what it is. Now, somewhere along the way, not even somewhere along the way, this is, let me just paint a picture real quick. At some point, I mentioned it to Jerry Bear. I, actually, I think I mentioned the Venmo but, uh, thing but, on one of the episodes. Can, can I, since you can't at all see the Venmo link, like, yeah. you've never been able to really look at the website Mama C set up and all that stuff. 
you got to hunt for it. It's not, yeah. hey, you know, it, here's a cool spot to help out. Like, you, it's like all the way at the bottom. It's a little tiny link. It's it, at least that last time I saw it, unless it, it's changed. But you, yeah. it's definitely uh, not a, hey, you know, donate here. It's definitely not. I mean, well, it's that, but it's tiny, and you got to search. Yeah. Well, we both have always been, like, non-materialistic about shit especially when it but you um maybe have some of the freedom to be more of that more to hold that stance a little tighter than i do but the point is like no one wants to be grovelly and like that's not what this is about right this isn't a you viewers know this by now we're 60 episodes in we got thousands of listeners on each episode and we haven't done anything for so throughout uh, my incarceration there's times of the month where or she'll probably be mad at me for saying this, where Mama C says, hey, listen, I don't have enough money on the phone. Like, don't call me every day. Call me, like, twice a week, three times a week. And I'm like, shit. Okay. All right, yeah. And then I will. I'll, I'll wait two days and call her. And she'll be, she'll be like, why didn't you call? I was worried about you. I'm like, you don't have any money on this. She's like, yeah, I know. I know. She's caught in a, 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 an in-between thing. So, I don't know, maybe a month ago, I said, hey, man, what do you think about, monetizing this thing somehow and without completely without from my recollection it, it went a little like this initially and it was no ill will or anything it was genuinely kind of just a blind spot you might have had to it you went why like what why we're fine you know what i mean i don't want anybody telling us what to do yeah to which i said well that's like great and shit but i i have to like ration out my phone calls to my mother and shit. And not to mention how much money you're spending on this shit, but I'm at a point in my life where I'm actually like starting to have some fruit from some of my labors that I've been grinding away at writing and doing all this stuff for, for all these years. And um, a major a major amount of my thought process and worry goes into how much food I have. And I was talking to you about this several times but earlier too. Like in the back of my mind, I'm always like, how much can I eat today? I have dumped down to one soup a day for the next 10 days. Shit. The neighbor needs one. And that's all right. I'll just go one day without one. And I'll bum a couple of shots. So this is like my life and, and it's not poor me shit. Right. I've learned to manage with it. I'm fine. I, I'll be okay. I, I look at some of those struggles. It's just like, you know, a chance to like really find out what you're made of and all that shit. But I also have a kid and his sister who I, I feel responsible for and stuff. And my mom who, who has to send me my $50 a month and my secure pack once every, you know, once every three months. And I, I've reached a point like mentally and, and even like the shit I'm doing to where I shouldn't have to rely on mom anymore. I'm not a junkie anymore, but I still do. And, I'm in a position where this might be able to happen. And so when you were like, why? I'm like, well, well, because I can't even talk to my mom as much as I want to. And I'd like to be able to have something of my own. Like, I know it's great that you're putting all this money on and that sucks too. And I'm forever grateful for you doing that because you wouldn't be able to do it if you hadn't been doing that. But I think it's fair for me to want something to, to at least like, alleviate some of the shit my family has to like do and, and, and put out for. And when Christmas comes to slide my kid a hundred bucks or, or whatever, or just anything to start making the shit a little more comfortable and me stop leaning on people so much. And that's like a big fucking deal for me. That shit like hurts my heart having to do that shit. And I think in your defense, as soon as I mentioned that, you're like, Oh, right. Right. Oh, I was hooked in the mouth as soon as you pointed out the mama C stuff. And then when you talked about the kids, I'm like, okay, well, I think we're going to need to, we're going to have to do this. At some point, we're going to have to do this. You're right. And in your defense, it was un, it's uncomfortable for me, too. Like, I don't want to fucking beg for nothing, but I don't feel like we are. I feel like we're putting something out there that isn't even us breaking even. It's us losing. You don't even want to talk about how much money this costs you to, to do this a month. You know what I mean? It's, it's a lot of money. And if people can't do shit, they can't do shit. Anyways, I wasn't even like, well, this is what we're going to do. I was like, can we just think about if there's a way to defer some of this cost so I can, so Mama C doesn't have to go without never in order to talk to me every day, you know? Right. And, and prior to this, I think I mentioned this 
the Venmo and you were like, yeah, we're going to leave that out of there for now. And uh, like I said, it was another malicious on your part. You had the same hesitations I did. I just think you weren't, you couldn't really see my angle enough. You know what I mean? Yeah, naturally. And, and we should, we should point out here that this isn't necessarily just a Venmo type of thing. Uh, because we have, we have no. international listeners, and I don't even know that they can send Venmo. I, I feel like they can't. But now that, uh, yeah, whether it, you know, like it or not, good or bad, uh, for better or worse, uh, Captain Freddy is now not just in charge of where stuff gets edited or what content makes it out there, but now I'm actually plugging it into a computer, which you feel like isn't that big a deal. But when you're in your 40s and you're pretty computer illiterate, I mean, uh, you know, it's uh, it's not the – I learn incrementally. So it's it's taken a few weeks, and it, it goes little by little. But, you know, even – I'm so dumb, it's, it's difficult for me to transfer the file into the computer and then put it – take that and then put it into the, the podcast. We use Anchor. So that's like the big – like the big mothership. And then it distributes it out to the iTunes and Spotify and Google Play, all that stuff. So now I'm working with Anchor, and I was trying to be fancy like Mama C and use GarageBand, but she talked me out of it. So while I'm on Anchor, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to really study this. Oh, I can really look at our numbers. Oh, all right, we're doing a little bit better than uh, maybe I thought we were doing. And then like, there's like this, you know... Start episode, edit episode, look at your numbers, here's your library, uh, monetize. And I'm like, oh, this is that shit Bobby was talking about. Let me let me click this and do some reading and find out. And, you know, we don't know what it's going to actually look like because we've never done it before, but evidently they're going to be able to send us, like, ad copy, and then we'll do live reads. And I... I still don't know how it's going to end out, end up well. It's, I feel like we're going to be too red ass not to. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll see what happens. What happens? Uh, so, so into he's going through this. Stuff. You're going through this stuff with me, and you're kind of like reading it out loud as you go. We're kind of like discovering it together. And you're like, oh, so you can put it. You can have an ad. You can just put it in one episode. You can put one episode in all of them. I mean, one ad in all of them. You can go back and put them in. They can be at the end or the beginning, the middle. If it's in the middle, you pay more, and it's buy, listen. So really, that's not costing. This is a big thing. That's not costing you guys anything other than to be like, oh, another ad, fucking corporate shield, which is uh, whatever, whatever. But my initial thing is like, oh, shit, we could do, (laughs) we could do one episode of an hour long of both of us taking turn reading ads for companies and the other one shitting on how, (laughs) on how, you would read one and I'd be like, you call that an ad? I would never go to that shitty company. And technically, I'm pretty sure we still get paid for it, as long as you read the copy. And then I go, and then you go. Or I don't know, we just started, I just instantly thought of how we could play fuckery with it. And um, and do, to tell you how, how much we are naturally inclined against this stuff, one of the first ideas I had, if we were ever going to do sticky stuff, was to do reverse advertising where I would take like Coca-Cola for example and research all the atrocities that have been done by Coca-Cola companies in subsidiaries and then just just shit on Coca-Cola until and then call the, one of their um, ad people and go hey listen we're just we've been sh- really we got a lot of viewers we've been shitting on your company for a while now you got the only way we're stopping is if you pay us to stop inverse advertising just it's just negative advertising, and then, and then, but then we decided that's probably a little too sticky. But um, I do want to say this real quick: there have been um, people that have found Venmo. I don't want to think. I don't want to insinuate that no one's uh, dropped some 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 love on there for us. Oh, and no, I appreciate no. you, it. You've mentioned that to me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. We're not saying that there haven't been uh, people that were kind enough to drop you a few bucks, and make you a little bit more food food secure. Yeah, it makes me, uh, it, I just told, was talking to um, the captain earlier and said, this is the first time in, since 2013 when my daily thought isn't somewhat uh, dedicated to what am I going to eat tonight. And like, and not like, even when I have food, I'm like rationing it out. Like, okay, this will last for this. And, you know, the prices keep going up on all the food, but the $50 a month limit for me doesn't go up. <laughs> you know what I mean? So anyway, 
I appreciate any love that we're getting. We would do this if, well, it's easy for me to say. It's not really costing me anything. But we have been doing it, and it hasn't been making us money. Not only has it not been, it's been costing the captain a lot of money and time and all that stuff, and Mom and stuff. So all we're saying is we're so cynical about all this shit that we're kind of like coming in hat in hand and going, look, assholes, we love you. You know, We know you love us. You might start hearing an ad or two at the end. We might get red asked about it and be ridiculous until they ask us to stop doing ads. And uh, I think when you clicked on it, there were two versions, right? There was one where we could put ads in and another one called listener or as it applies to us, viewer support, where, what was it? Some, like people donate like a monthly thing they donate? Or I don't want to act like I'm smart enough to, it looked like it was a, a Patreon type of um, thing that that was very similar to Patreon, but it was through Anchor. That's what it looks like to me. I didn't read it. It even has a learn more, and I didn't click it. But but that's what it looked like to me. But regardless, in order to get episodes out like uh, the real episode 50, we we need to explore that avenue as well. So, yeah. I, yeah. God, I see. I, this makes me feel like I, I'm selling out. I'm uh, going to be a corporate chill, like you said. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I'm... Uh... But in reality, out of necessity, I'm willing to be that guy if I have to. I mean, it's not going to change anything I talk about creatively, my in, in creative integrity, which work God, which we see isn't really that high <laughs> to start with. But uh, you know, we wanted to, to talk to you guys about it before we just. You have one minute remaining. Yeah, and real quick, and, um, real quick, Bobby, I don't think it's that big a deal if we put like. If we have a little ad at the very beginning uh, or the very end, and you want to fast forward through it, you know that's all. That's you know, you guys do whatever you got to do. Yeah, no, you bastards, listen to it. I don't think all it right. matters to the, but you know, whatever. Yeah, so that's what you know. We just wanted to, you know, in all, uh, in all honesty, or all the cards on the table. But that's like kind of a conversation we've been having, and we're not bringing it to you guys without talking to you guys first about it. And so, uh, yeah, totally ready to sell out. Yeah, and, I mean, I, I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Yeah, and it I'm in a more privileged. I'm, I'm in a more privileged position. So, you know, if this helps you and your family, and maybe me a little bit, then okay, we could do it. Uh, I'm, whoa, whoa, I'm whoa, whoa! Thank you for using GTL. Got your back, Bobby? You were going to cuss me? Yeah, you're a fuck. Oh, no, what I was saying is, whoa, 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 slow down. Yeah, help me and the family. That's all good. I don't know about the last part, though. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're going to come kicking and screaming, I feel like this is all me. (laughs) I'm just kidding. You're a sellout piece of shit. Worried about you. Worried about you, bud. Just went right. We're worried about you, bud. And uh, did we talk enough about how I was pulled into the office and told uh, we're aware of your show? We've mentioned it when we were afraid to talk about it. I'm going to let you handle that because I don't know how much we want to. I, I, uh, you, you control the 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 boundaries on how far how much we talk about. But we'll it. get into it more in depth once we get far farther away from it. But you know the. the the core of the matter was it was we don't really have a problem with what you're doing because you're doing it a certain way that you're not naming names, you're not a threat to the security and safety of the institution, and Lansing knows, and Ward knows, and all these people know, um, which just totally put me on my heels. Like, what? Maybe we shouldn't do this anymore if they're okay with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, there's, uh, I'm certain, I mean, it was kind of creepy to hear, like, yeah, the head honchos of all listen to and I, and I mentioned in there, I was like, you know, yeah, that's interesting because yesterday I was on the, <clears throat> uh, I know some famous comedians and whatnot. Just trying to throw my weight around a little bit. You know what I mean? And I did one last night with, and he's like, I know. I'm like, do you though? But okay. So, um, yeah, we'll broach that subject a little later because, uh, oh, I just remember this. I don't think they wanted me talking about it. <laughs> So, uh, let's see how this goes. Yeah, maybe we'll put a, a few nautical miles behind us before we uh, have to, or we bring that up again at all. 
So I think we yeah. can start uh, switching subjects here. And uh, I did you did you go to Chow for lunch? Um, yeah, I did. Anything that uh, us viewers are familiar with? Chicken on the bone? Chicken on the bone? Oh, it is chicken on the bone day, but it's tonight. We have it twice a month, chicken on the bone, and it alternates. So tonight it is uh, chicken on the bone. Today was spaghetti, spaghetti. And uh, I don't like, you know, I've had stomach problems lately, so I get the sub, which is like a white sauce. Settle down, all right? It's, it's a white sauce with vegetables. This is vegetarian. And it's, um, instead of a watered-down red sauce, it's a watered-down Alfredo sauce. So I got that today with a side of carrots, two pieces of bread, like Wonder Bread, a slab of butter, and an oatmeal cookie. So, okay. Yeah, that's what we have for uh, I only bring that up because uh, when ooh. we – well, I, I just picked up uh, lunch, which I, got, I haven't started eating yet, but uh, I, I – uh, this is only interesting to me because we brought this up about Canadian food before. I went to a little uh, seafood, <clears throat> a little sea. I have a cough button and forgot to hit it. I went to a little seafood place. I got fish tacos, so there's grilled cobia, uh, a local fish, but it's found around whatever. It's in the south, and I got shrimp poutine. I've never had poutine before. I'm looking forward to it. It it looks like so shrimp was great. Yeah, but uh, I think because it's it, like it's seafood style, it's a little fancy. So the the gravy is actually a lobster bisque, and then there's like shrimpies oh. in there, and um, yeah. So uh, shout out Canada. I don't know if you guys do. I mean, do they? I know they got shrimp up there, and they got lobsters up there. So why wouldn't they be able to do like a seafood poutine, right? Maybe that's culture bu- culture. We're just culture vulture and the shit. I'm appropriate. Anything with gravy on a poutine. <laughs> yeah. I had noodle. I had poutine noodles today at, at, at lunch. Canada's so, so polite. They'll, they'll, we, they're stoked that we're appropriating their culture. Oh, no. Yeah, go ahead and use it. That's fine. Yeah, bud. I, we were talking earlier about food. And because we wanted to have Marshall on because he's been, he's out there in the free world now with two whole brain cells. Rub together. <laughs> he's out there in the free world, and he's, and he's doing, doing good. good. He talks to, he talks to the captain sometimes, and we'd let at some point like get a little update just to pick his uh, brain with like the smallest of tweezers because we don't want to we want to leave him with something still in there, and uh, and kind of get his vibe on. I'm always fascinated when people are going home, um, but I don't usually get to talk to them once they go home, so that'll be cool. But we were talking about food and his first stop. I told him, I told uh, the captain to ask him where he was going to eat at first, but he was mentioning steak and shake. And I said, you know what? I've, uh, I wrote a little piece about it. I think it's called freedom of French fries on the website. If you guys want to check it out, but it's about fuck the last meal. If you're not dying and if you're not on death row, it's not about the last meal. We think about our first meal a lot. And so you asked me and I said, well, my first meal out usually vacillates between 50 words. Um, like a gourmet, like a fancy burger, like a black and, blue cheeseburger with all that good stuff. Um, Chinese food, like New York style takeout, Chinese takeout, or chicken wings. But I, before we got cut off, I completely forgot uh, something I've really like committed to recently is, and this might not be the first thing I eat, but it's, I want it to be the first night or it's, it's going to be an event. It's seafood. I miss seafood so much. And uh, crab legs and shrimp and lobster and fish and all that good stuff. I can't wait to have some fresh seafood. I didn't even think about that. And when you, it, it, naturally when you say seafood, I would be like, no way, I would miss sushi. But you're you're you want savory. You're eating nothing but uh you know, what what do you call it? Convenience store dry goods. So crab Gas legs, food. are you shitting crab legs would be off the chain for you. Oh my god. Drunk but butter. when you said when you when you mentioned sushi though, I, I do crave sushi a lot too because you know sushi's got that like that light, airy, like healthy feeling. That's why I love you it. it. You don't feel slug, slug. Yeah, and I and I that's something you don't get in here is any sense of like oh that was he- a healthy little meal that that was that did hit some of the other taste buds that don't normally get just completely saturated, you know. And uh, 
yeah, that's a, that's a fascination, especially in level four when I first came down. We were just hungry all the time. I mean, like, real-life hungry. Like, oh, my God, like, I eat a, like I, I'd eaten, like, a mustard and a ketchup packet at night. Like, that hungry. Wait a minute. And, um, wait, wait a minute. You haven't told me this. Is this is this real? Yeah. You you would be yeah, like, I'm so effing hungry. I I smuggled a mustard packet back to my uh, house, and I'm going to. I'm looking forward to. I'm going to suck it dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially in county. It first started in county, and uh, you'd be so they'd feed you breakfast um, at like six in the morning, but then you would get you'd get lunch at like. 11.30. Actually, you'd get breakfast like at 7.30 or 8 at one of the counties I was at. And then by the time dinner came around, it was like 4.30. So it'd be a good 14 hours without eating. And at night, you're just so hungry up there. And uh, they had like this little station by the microwave, and there'd be like a couple packets. I remember there was a couple packets of mayonnaise. And if I could like no. save a cracker or something to put yeah. on, I would totally do it. And then uh... same with the, when we were when I first came to prison and stuff, you know, like that, like that's how hungry you are where you're watching commercials on TV and getting infuriated. You don't understand how many food commercials there are until you go to prison. County's bad too. Once you get your feet under you in here, you can kind of ration stuff out, but there's like a real, a real type of hunger that you're not really too much aware of in the world where it, at least not, I mean, you get hungry in the world, but it's not a daily thing where you don't, you know what I mean? Where you're just like, oh my God, there's, cause you can always go somewhere and get some food from some, some, you got crackers in your, in your, in your cabinet or something, right? There's just something, some slices of American cheese or whatever. But, uh, prison's like the first time where you're like, there's nothing to eat. And you're like so hungry. It's all you can think about. You know? So yeah, so we, I used to think we used to have like, it was like fantasies of hooking up with women and fantasies of the food you eat. <laughs> like, all that fills your mind, like, the first couple months in prison. And so, uh, yeah, did a lot of time thinking about, spent a lot of time thinking about food. And seafood, especially living in Florida and stuff, like, grilled blackened mahi. Oh, my God. Mahi sandwich. That was, a, that was, an, Big option. Old steak that was an option fried. for me today. Oh, it's so good. Big old steak fry. And one of the things, too, the meat in here is so processed. And the fish that isn't processed are little tiny fish, right? So what I really miss is biting into a piece of meat. And when you bite into a piece of non-processed meat, it's textured, right? You bite into a steak, there's striations in it and stuff. Yeah, and and fi- fish, fish too. has the... The, the flake. Yep, yep. The flake and then the texture of the chewiness of, like, a, a shrimp. Or, you miss all that stuff, and you just realize, like, oh, like, there's, like... When you go on visits, you can get those little gas station burgers. And I guess technically that's beef, but it's not a steak. It's not like chewing an actual piece of meat. It's not been ground up and stuff, you know. And uh miss that a lot. That would be great. We should have did a whole episode on that. So. On missing yeah. gas station burgers at visits? Mama C would stop at a, at the Handyway and get a microwavable uh, burger? No, you eat out of the vending machine. We should do that, too, at some point, what visits are like. Um, they got vending machines, um, and depending on what joint you're at, how many they have. This joint had quite a few. The last joint had two, one one for drinks and uh, one for a little microwavable thing. So when you're a visitor, you the visitor has to make all the food. So they'll, you'll kind of crane your neck around and go, oh, I think there's a burger thing over there, or there's a, a, a microwavable chicken sandwich. Give me that, and then they'll go and off the microwave it take the bags throw all the bags away so there you can see everything like you're a magician or a dealer showing your hands before you you change out with another dealer so you so no one's doing any shady business and then they have to put everything on a plate dump the chips out onto a plate and bring it over and then you got to eat but it's just all it's all microwavable stuff you know and uh it's a treat to us you know what i mean that's a big like oh fucking microwavable gas station cheeseburger fuck yeah shitty old burrito fuck yeah it's hot oh hell yeah but even after a while of doing that you're like man but just to have like a bite of an actual meat or something would be spectacular so yeah we they kind of led into talking to with uh marshall about what he ate when he first got out you were kind of disappointed it was steak and shake 
I, I was a little disappointed. Like I like Steak and Shake seems to run of the mill. Like I, I don't like. There's got to be people that miss their mama's cooking or their wife's cooking, and you know, like any dude want like I don't. Maybe my thing with Steak and Shake is those uh, shoestring French fries. French fries. God, that makes me angry. Will you can you? I cut, think when I told you about big hash browns. Yeah, yeah. But those are yeah. I don't really like them either, but. As soon as you said that, I was like, no, I can see it. It wouldn't be my favorite place, but big old greasy, like, triple stack burger and a milkshake. And, yeah, fuck those little fries. I'll eat the shit out of them things, too. Get them covered in cheese or something. Oh, my God. I said, it's going to be really hard to control myself to not just stop at the first fast food place I see. Because I'd love to eat a burger. <laughs> you know what I mean? And just eat just eat a, a triple Whopper or something. I'm getting hungry as hell. That's all. That old noodles with poutine didn't really tie the kid over <laughs> at lunch today. <laughs> All right, so everyone send us a bunch of money so I can <laughs> so I can go uh, eat some poutine. Yeah, well, that that might be a little while before we get to that. You're, we're going to get cut off here very soon, but uh, we got time for one more phone call, and then we got some questions here, viewer questions from. Yeah, we should get viewer questions have been stacking up, and if we don't start doing some, uh, we're going to I'm going to lose them. In the ether because it, whatever. So I got some from cousin Greg here, and uh, you're gonna. I read this probably a month ago. So cold read time in effect. So you might get lucky, and I might flub some stuff up. Once out, you will. Once out in the world, and with the continued success of you have one minute remaining. She's not impressed. And with the continued success of NFTP. What would be your top three talk shows slash late night shows you'd like to appear on? This is a question for both of you, Captain and the wakeboarding convict. I, that's nice of you to throw me in there, Greg. That's uh, thoughtful. But you go ahead and take this away. No, we're both going to answer this. And it's going to be after. Uh... By the way, good job on reading. I see those uh, phonics classes or uh, those old phonics tapes are paying off. I'm going to hit you back. And me and you are both going to give our answers. You probably couldn't be on too many late night shows without calling them corporate shows. Or, or, you, know what I mean? you might be a little too indignant for it all. But uh, thank you for using GTL. All right. All right. So I don't think um, network television is going to be too uh, eager to have someone like me on my history and, and all. I think I'm a little too edgy for, for that. I don't think they'd want to touch me unless I'd made it successful in another. And I don't know. So those, those don't immediately pop to mind. I would love to do Rogan's at some point. That's a goal of mine. I'd love to do Rogan's podcast at some point. Um, if I had to pick a show to do that, I think I could actually see as being, a, I could actually accomplish at some point. Some feasible would be the daily show. Trevor, no. I know that's probably where Greg was going with that one. And uh, I wouldn't mind doing another podcast like Mark Maron's or something with big podcast, but there's this show on PBS called uh, Finding Your Roots with Henry Louis Gates. You ever heard of it? No. Well, this, uh, this guy who goes back through, does a DNA search, uh, history on you, but also goes back through your entire family history and traces it back as far as they can. And they do it with celebrities. They do Jordan Peele or, you know, whoever. And uh, they go back and do this whole, they did Larry David, they did this whole montage. And I, there's so many questions I have. And I watch it with fascination. It comes on Tuesdays on CBS. And I've always, uh, not always, but for a while now, I said, I want to be just famous enough. Because there's some D-list people that put on there. Where you're like, oh, I recognize that guy from a movie, but you might not know his name. To be famous enough to make it onto uh, Finding Your Roots with Henry Louis Gates on PBS to learn about my history and stuff. I just want to Especially find my up. dad. I just, oh, I did find him, remember? I want to be famous enough for him to hear me again. He's like, that's my son. Yeah, Which you... probably will be like that. Sounds like the guy that called us. <laughs> Crying. <laughs> drunk, <laughs> drunk on cheap vodka or rum. Yeah. So uh, what about you? 
if we're talking about like night, like late night shows, <laughs> I, you're, you're going to get two versions of me: passed out or drinking. So, <laughs> you know, it's and then if we do this, if it's like an, um, you know, let's say Good Morning America thing, I'm going to be like hungover and have a poop cramp. So, uh, <laughs> you know, maybe yeah, your lifestyle isn't um, conducive. Isn't real. Uh, yeah, conducive to TV show appearances. Um, I just explain who you were a lot. Maybe <laughs> like, and you also did this with one of your friends. I'd be like, "Yeah, ah, uh, you shit. fucker, <laughs> shit, you have to chop that up. <laughs> I have to cut that one up. Just bleep it. Can you bleep it so they can go? Oh, this idiot said it. Your, your mom, fucking man. <laughs> your mom probably can, but uh, I, I'm I'm still new to this. Uh, whatever. I got another. Oh, I got. Another, I got another question from the Cuzzo. I think that's the first time you've actually did done that. That's the first time, sixty in or whatever. Because <laughs> in my mind, in my mind, they, the 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 TV host knows already knows who you are. You know what I mean? So, uh, what an idiot! All right, go ahead. What are your top three places you'd like to visit once you're a free man? Um, Jack Shack. Well, it depends on uh, outside of this country. Now. I'd love to go to Brazil. Some, well, some shady Asian country where they're like really turning a blind eye to how much cocaine or whatever, <laughs> just whatever kind of hangover antics you get into. Um, Let's keep it domestic. What, what's like the, the like? You need to uh, go to Disney New, World, New, Red Red Lobster. No. What are you gonna do? I'd like to go to New York. Like Lower East Side, like hang out in New York. Um, I'd like to. I always wanted to visit Austin, Texas, like maybe during South by Southwest or something, and uh, Portland too. I always wanted to go to Portland. I like going places with um, that I've never been. I traveled. I've seen a decent amount of the, the, the country, but I haven't been to Portland. And they got a good comedy scene out there. They got some good comedy clubs, music scene, good beer. Um, so yeah, so. Somewhere in Manhattan, Lower East Side, maybe. Um, Austin, Texas, and Portland, Oregon. Well, I like the places where there's like hippies and not hippies, but like weirdos and people with tattoos. And I think you're forgetting. More, a, I think you're forgetting like the first on the list. Busy? Yeah, it's got to be right. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I almost like took that as like looking at how much houses are down there and just gonna have my ultimate goal to be have have a house out there like. Like one of the busy crew Morgan Murphy has down there, and doesn't live there all the time. She's out writing for Modern Family or whatever, and uh, goes out there whenever. Just have you know, little eighty thousand dollar house or something out there that you can just stop in and stay for a week or two, a couple times a year. Because uh, I think when I first now, get out, I'm going to need to be in other places. You, now you're going to have like a vacation home. You're you're really your imagination is running wild. But this is why you're a creative writer. This is nice. What are the most difficult aspects of acclimation into the world that you can think of? So I think that's written kind of oh, funny, just, but what's going to be tough for you to acclimate to once you get back out? And by the way, uh, I want the viewers to know uh, I've been in contact with Marshall, and we are going to have him on, and we are going to ask because he's going through this right now. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. I'm upset I'm not going to be able to be a part of it because of the new regulations put on this show by the institution. Um I think it's going to be small stuff. The only things I can think of, obviously you don't know what you don't know. So I don't know what's going to be out there that I'm like, ooh, didn't even think about that. But I think small stuff, like people close to you, like really close to you and like lines and stuff, which probably isn't happening as much out there now. But, you know, when you're at a crowded bar and someone like leans into you or something, it wasn't a big deal when I was out there. But now if someone like touches me, it's going to be weird and jarring and like having people stand right behind me and, uh, like stuff like that, I think. And, you know, people speak differently out there too. If someone calls me a bitch, I can't do anything about it. You know what I mean? But it's, I think for the rest of my life, it's going to make the hair of my neck stand up a little bit. It, you know, I'm at a bar and someone calls me a bitch. I can't fight them over it. So I think, uh, shifting just from the mind state of, oh, I'm in the free world now. And old Karen over here is a woman and she, uh, she doesn't know what she's doing because it's not a thing out here. I can't let that stuff bother me and stuff. And I'm not really, 
worried about me it setting me off. I'm kind of worried about how long it's going to take it for that stuff not to really bother me a little bit. Or, or you know what I mean? Yeah, I think there's all sorts of things we're not thinking about. Maybe Marshall will be no, he won't. He won't be able to help. Driving is going to be weird. I wonder. I always wonder how that's going to be again. I, I think that'll be like like second nature after after a time or two of driving. Um, technology. Yeah, crowded. Area. Real. Yeah, real crowded areas. Technology. Um, yeah, there's going to be tons of things. I don't know. I don't want to turn this into two hour long, but maybe uh, maybe as I think of them during subsequent episodes. Drop those or maybe we just try to explore it later. Okay, then I got the last question here, and then we'll kick it to some outro. Uh, what are some of the things you actually see yourself? Odd as this sounds, what are some of the things you actually see yourself missing about prison? Is there any? Sorry, I guarantee you. He wants. You to, he wants you to know he's sorry in advance if this is a dumb question. I think it's interesting. No, it's not. It's it's actually a good question, and I'm. I've been around just. By that, I mean, I've been alive long enough to know that there are most certainly going to be things that I look back on and go, man, I miss that shit. And it has to do with people. It has to do with the, the gallow humor and the foxhole camaraderie of being in such a fucked up place around so many people that you can't stand. But there's a couple you can. And they're, I'm telling you, the funniest shit I've seen in my life. And I've seen a bunch of ridiculous stuff. And I'm, I'm not saying it's all in prison, but it is right up there with the shit in the world. And, and certainly, I think the funny shit that you're a part of, the ridiculous shit you're a part, stuff you're a part of, tail, like tails, uh, uh, peters out as you get older, right? You're not like 50 and someone's headbutting a freezer door and doing cake or whatever it is that's ridiculous. You know, that kind of goes away. But being put in this ridiculous scenario, you just see it all the time. And it's just great insanity and funniness and, and just there's just really good stuff there. And then there's also the, the camaraderie of this place that there's just some people that, especially I could imagine the Nine Finger Mexican going home, working a job, and then sitting at his apartment at night, and it's all silent and going like, man, this kind of sucks. You know what I mean? Silence. Not, not, that he'd rather, not that he'd rather be here, but that like, He's never had so many friends in his life. He's been forced to be around people and forced to be social in ways that he hasn't before. And there is a... I also see how people can have find meaning in this place, whether it's you're a fraternity leader or you're running a ticket or you're the store man or you're slanging in here or whatever, and you have some sort of clout because this place is fucked up and stupid, and then they get out and they're just working at a gas station. You know what I mean? And that's it. I, yeah, that I, I think do, that they. Uh, I do know what you mean. Uh, Chop's got a job, so that's pretty cool. I think that's uh, and he's all fired up about it. Like he wants to be, he he's ecstatic about it. Yeah, I'm really rooting for him. I hope. I was so bummed when I saw him here after all those years. Bobby, Gino, I'm like, oh my god, what the fuck are you doing back here? I, I didn't know if he went home. I was like, have you been getting flops this whole time? He's like, no, I went home. How long are you out there for? A couple months. Jeez. So, you know, he was up until recently, he was under the uh, under the illusion that he was going to uh, maybe dip off into some stuff that he shouldn't have. And here, once again, shame is a very powerful tool for curbing behavior. I'm like, what are you talking about? First of all, you're not smart enough to do it. And I don't want to take full credit for it because, I just pointed a few things out, and, and I wasn't the only one, you know? They were like, come on, stupid. Go work a job and enjoy your freedom. You, you were out a couple months, and you are right back in here. None of this, you hate, you hate pussy that much? Like, you just can't wait to get away from, like, you know, I'm trying to play on play on his perception of his manhood and all that stuff. Like, what do you, go, stay, be free, right? You got a family out there, all that. So I'm, I'm really rooting for him. I think he's going to do it this time. I'm glad he's got a job. And that he's proud of it, and he's never really worked, worked. And there's a there's a definite like satisfaction and validation, and, and doing hard work, and, and establishing some work ethic, and seeing the boots your labor, and all that stuff. You know, I, I learned that from working with you. Yeah, there 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 is. 
Well, that's what we can argue about this later, but that's why a lot of times when you're like, people are inherently lazy. I'm like, no, people feel self-worth when they, when they work, when they have somewhere to go, even if it's for a four hour a day job. And even if they kind of don't like it, there, there's still something to it. I kind of want to send chop some money for tools, but Hey, we're going to, we're getting low on time here. So if you, you got anything else? No, just, uh, Thanks for sticking around this long um, on the podcast. We are now corporate sellouts, and it was nice knowing you. <laughs> you, can, you can all quit. Listen. Oh, yeah, and uh, if you're looking to, to join the circle, go check us out at, uh, at Notes from the Pen on Twitter and Notes from the Pen.com website. And um, I don't know what yours is. Is it Captain Freddy? Uh, it, it's at... You Freddy. have one minute remaining. At Freddy Schnertz. Uh, hit me with a uh, a question in the mentions or the DMs, whatever. It's all cool. You can also and one one lovely thing that you could do as a listener is to go on iTunes and leave us a or probably Spotify. Either yeah, one. you could leave us a review yeah. and be like, yeah, these two yeah. assholes are decent. Or Freddie sucks at reading, but Bobby's pretty eloquent. Whatever you want to do. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't hate these guys. We love you. We are. Gone? Well, if we're going to be gone, we got, we got to. Whoa, that's a little bit louder than I was ready for. Not used to the new job. Yeah, and I'm not used to working the board very well either. To learn more about Bobby and prison reform, go to notesfromthepen.com. This has been another Notes from the Pen production. Perfect timing. I did a little bit better. So, my sister's boyfriend of. 12 plus years now who baby daddy now um Mazel is a Steelers fan right so he grew up like his family's from Pittsburgh or there um now it's already rubbing me the wrong way that my sister along the way who never watched football is like knows way more about football than I do but is now like a adamant Steelers fan runs like her fantasy like work thing and you know what I mean she's like the, I don't even know what the term is but she's she, she but I saw already so already, yeah, commissioner. So already I'm like, oh, so now you like football and you like the Steelers and you guys go to games twice a year. They at least go to one game in Pittsburgh a year and then they'll go to like if they play ball, whatever. So I'm like, okay, well, now that you guys have been together, Baker doesn't have a kid, I kind of start to accept it. I'm talking to my mom the other day and she's like, yeah, we're going to watch the Pittsburgh game. And I'm like, for what? Well, we're rooting for them. We root for them. And I go, oh, so now you two fucking root for them now. Oh, this is unacceptable. I go, I can't, I quietly root against Pittsburgh because of this shit. And now that I know this, I'm verbally, outwardly rooting against the goddamn Steelers and that date rapist fucking Roethlisberger. Rapist burger. Go upstairs. Rapist burger. Go upstairs. And Hollywood's like, I thought he said LeBron, but he said the Browns. The Browns are doing their thing. And I'm like, oh yeah, LeBron, cool. And then, and then he's like 21 to zero. And I'm like, oh, that's not a basketball score. And I'm like, oh, he said the br- turn it to it. It's like twenty-one to zero for <laughs> and then there's just a pick, twenty-eight to zero. I'm They're pouring literally on. like, fuck you in the first quarter. Oh, I'm just, on. and Baker oh. has so much swag, uh, and he's a good-looking kid. And at first, and you've seen him struggle. I, well, I don't know how much you've yeah. seen him struggle, but like he's yeah. in, uh, every, com- he's every, he's like, in every commercial down. and and the whole like off season, I'm like, you're gonna fuck up by putting him on all these commercials. People are getting too much Baker because he's gonna suck again this year. But he he hasn't like thrown a pick. I think he's thrown one pick in the last six games or something. Like he's like, throwing air punches. Yeah, yeah, and like you want know, you yeah. want to play with that dude. Yeah, he's all hype. He's like taking it. He lowers his head to get the first down. You know what I mean? Takes a little shot. Yep. Um, yep. Grit. And just burgers, just just getting picked, picked, picked. Just oh, and I'm just I halfway through, I realize I'm a I'm a real piece of shit. Because I'm like, I don't root for teams, I root against teams. <laughs> and I was genuinely like, ha, 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 ha. I know somewhere my sister and her boyfriend are pissed, and he's got to the TV and fuck that team. <laughs> just, I just I, I love it for work. the Browns fans. Like they, I, all of it. They, all of it. If it was KC doing Pittsburgh it to some. In like 15 games. Yeah, and they haven't won a playoff in a playoff against him ever. Oh, I don't know if that's possible. Or no, not at a home game. I know that for a fact. 
ever at Three Rivers? They've never won a game? That yeah, they were. You have one minute remaining. Not a playoff game. Yeah. Yeah, so that's badass. They were showing they were showing all kinds of stats and all that. Like, yeah, it, that added to it for sure, too. But it was just a cherry on top that I knew those assholes. We're over there, Alex. All sister. pissed off. And the only reason why you're pissed is that her her boyfriend, her baby's daddy, who's probably a great guy, takes care of. He is. Sister. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. But it's, in my mind, it's just like, how dare you, goddamn Steelers, terrible pals, about steel curtain bullshit. But I couldn't wait to watch uh, like first take this morning and shit. And I think the better story is Belichick zero playoff wins. Zero of playoff games and Brady, eh, he got one. Meh. Yeah, yeah. All right, listen, I'm going into warm up. Yep. I love it. you, kid. I'll hit you up tomorrow and uh, check out that uh, shit. So I click on it. 